0: Client panic. What happens when your clients find out weird, wacky news on the internet? How do you handle and prepare this week on the Veterinary Viewfinder? Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. and. One of the toughest things that we confront in our daily practice is the client who comes in with the latest crisis calamity conundrum that they've discovered on the internet. You know what I'm talking about. These are viral videos and stories that maybe are true, maybe are not, but your clients are panicking, what do you do? This week, we're gonna talk about what we do and what we think might help you when you confront these. But before we start all of that, as always, I am one of your hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward.
1: And then, registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And the fact of the matter is, is with social media, more accessibility to internet, more apps, more news, more interest, people are getting more and more information. And frankly, we have a a more informed pet owner in front of us on a regular basis. And that can work both ways for us. And a lot of times we have really smart, really educated research clients in front of us, and it's great to work with them. But occasionally... Manic panic happens and something hits the internet, something hits the news. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Maybe parts of it are true. We don't know. But all of our clients hear about it and it becomes something we instantly have to deal with. So what do we do?
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and Becky, this is not just unique to veterinary medicine. This is the entire quote unquote fake news of vacation of social media. It's I mean, true. I will tell you right now, if you're getting your news source from Instagram feed, You might want to check yourself because there's a lot of wacky stuff out there. We all know the stories, right? I mean, right now there's things circulating around do diets cause certain type of heart disease? What about pig ears? Which is legitimate, you know? What about certain heartworm medications? Does it cause epilepsy or seizures or death. I mean, you know, we're flooded with these types of messages. And I guess what we want to try to tackle today is not necessarily the specific issues that you may or may not be seeing in your clinic, but actually like what's the strategy? How do we deal with it? So Becky, first and foremost, the support staff, the registered veterinary technicians, the certified veterinary technicians, you're kind of the front line of this, right? So what do you do the moment a client shows up and they've got something on their smartphone and they're going, hey, have you seen this?
1: You know, it's it's so funny because I can you can almost run this scenario through your head, right? Everybody close your eyes unless you're driving and you can hear your technician saying, yeah, can you hang on just one second? And then like this out loud, has anybody heard of fill in the blank doing fill in the blank? And then there's just like this overall silence in the background where everyone's like, what are you even what are you talking about? And and then it unfolds. Right. Maybe somebody has actually heard this. Maybe somebody hasn't. And so the conversation starts within the back. But I find incredibly all too often it is how we find out about some of these resources and some of these networking um, conversations. And and we are caught off guard.
0: Right. And the first thing I want to say, the strategy that I employ first and foremost is to acknowledge that they are concerned. Like this is actually a client who, for whatever reason and however they've accessed this thing, you know, they're actually still paying attention. And so like Becky said in the outset, you know, this is both good and potentially bad. So the first thing you want to do, no matter how outlandish that viral video that they're showing you and how obviously Photoshop that picture is, you know, say, hey, hey, I'm so real. I'm really glad you brought this to my attention. If you don't invite them in, if you don't show that you care, if you're just dismissive as, oh, yeah, you can't trust anything you see on the Internet, then the conversation stops right there. And I will tell you, it's hard to budge a lot of these people because they believe this stuff.
1: Well, and all or none answers are never comfortable. Okay, right. Like I don't trust anybody who tells me always or never about anything because always or never is always and never. So I I want somebody who says anything is possible. Let me see what I can find out. I haven't yet heard about that. And 100% you're right. Inviting them in, thanking them for, for being part of the conversation and for doing this research or bringing it to your attention is so important and it acknowledges their validity as a pet owner, again, and their valid concern, because the truth of the matter is, is I can't tell you how often clients will say this probably is a stupid question. and right. And usually whatever follows is not a stupid question. It's a great question and a very important one to ask if they don't know the answer.
0: Right. So again, just just be grateful, thankful that they're actually bringing it to your attention, because I can tell you, uh, for my own personal experience, I've had people drop something on me in the exam room that I had no clue was happening, Becky, yeah. and it was a legit story. It's, it's like right? so you're kind of like, hey, I'm so thank you for doing this. But yeah. let's get back to sort of what we want to talk about today: the 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 not so legitimate stories or the stories that are clouded and sort of being pushed ahead by anecdotes, not facts, not science necessarily, but these are sort of hearsay stories. And, and quite frankly, there's some big, big stories going on right now that really don't have much scientific evidence. I mean, we sort of see some links, but we don't really have a mechanism yet. And, and I get that. We have to be cautious, I think, always in science by saying, well, where there's smoke, there's fire, because Becky there's not always fire there. In fact, the fire could have been long gone. In fact, it's really just smoldering. You know, there's nothing there at all. Uh, So I I really want you to not just always believe everything that you encounter. Also, make sure that you're applying the scientific method to this. You know, we are empiricists. We should say, okay, what's the hypothesis? Is it provable? What do the facts look like? Is it repeatable? I mean, you know, so I think we want to be very, very careful with, with how we address that. But getting back to the wacky. So let's say the client comes in and they've seen something on Facebook book. It's a story about a popular flea preventive. Let's just go there for a second. Okay. And there's a story about a lady who gave it to her two dogs and they died. Right. Yeah. And so now suddenly you're confronted in the exam room. This lady's saying, you guys sold me this stuff and it killed this lady's dogs. Right. You know, yeah. what do you do then, Becky?
1: Well, it's exactly the same thing in every situation. Like we started, I have already said, first of all, you validated. This is really concerning. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I can totally understand why you would be concerned about this. Let me, a a couple things. First of all, do you know the answer? Can you knowledgeably answer it? Um, I think another great thing to do is to utilize technical services with the product and with the client to phone them and say, I have a client here in front of me who is concerned with the product for these reasons. Can you please give me any information that you have? Because a lot of times they can say, we are already aware of that video and that source. And what we want to tell you is that is a product that was distributed in another country and they are not regulated the way we are. Or this was a dog with a history of seizures, or this was a dog in, you know, a stage two kidney... failure not that that's funny but right like the, right there are these other things going on that we don't know about we don't know behind the video and 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 that is the case as always you just get this tiny little snapshot in social media and, and the truth doesn't necessarily come out and and it's the same thing with these articles. You know, one thing we have to keep in mind is a lot of times the articles do state the science. A lot of times the articles do state the clouded truth of the matter and say, we don't have a ton of science. This is what we're seeing. This is what we know. This is what the conversation is. This is why we're having it. But because the clickability of the title needs to be dramatic, They take that information and really the headline itself gets skewed, not even the information necessarily being provided. And because we live in a society of scanning, we see the headline, we take the snippet of truth that's provided by the headline without taking the time and energy to read the information behind it. And we start having a conversation about it. That's what really scares me.
0: Okay. So back to this example, the ladies in in your exam room or the man, and they've got this story about the heart and preventive or flea preventive that you prescribed for their dog. And now they're worried. The first thing I try to do in addition to that thanking them, right? So that's the first part is I do want to find out. Why are they concerned about this? So this is when you can say, you know, has have, have you noticed anything with your dogs? Right? I mean, d- have they shown any symptoms? Anything, no matter how subtle. I often will find that once you start to ask them the why, they realize that they're they really weren't concerned till they saw something on the internet, and no, they haven't had a problem. But it's a nice benchmark. It's a nice place to start yeah. and to extend beyond the anecdote, right? Because most most of these stories, Becky and my experience, are sort of. Just these, you know, I, 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 something happened to me and I want to sh- tell the world. I'm really, really angry and, and upset. Yeah. As, as, and I totally get that. just want to be heard. Right. But so now I want to find out why is that so important to this client? And again, I'm not being dismissive. I'm just saying, so was there something about, you know, your dogs after, the, after you gave the last dose? Did you notice anything whatsoever? Because now you're going to say, get to the what? So we kind of thank you. Why is this why are you worried about this has there been anything going on and then let's really talk about the what 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 is it about this that this worries you and this is where you get again to shine with your compassion you can now start to turn this story and say look you know hey i'm just like you you know when i see stories like this the first thing i want to do is find out exactly what is going on and this is where i love what you just said becky don't hesitate say, Hey, I'm not familiar with this, but you know what? I know someone who can. And if you'd like, we can do it right here. I have pulled that stunt, (laughs) that trick so many times, you know, just grab your cell phone, walk in the exam room, look up the number, you know, because we've all got our little reps and I'm I'm sure most of us have them on speed dial. Uh, and you can usually get them, you know, and if you can't, you just leave a message. I, I think that the fact that you are showing an interest, you're taking it as legitimate concern yes. of your client and you're trying to get to the bottom of it, you're trying to find out the real what is going on, that's often will satisfy your clients. They're going, hey, I like this. They're taking this seriously. Because again, I think when we match anecdote with anecdote, and, and this is what happens a lot. Client comes in, says, this is what's happening. I'm worried about it. And you just instantly go, I've never seen that before. That's that's a bunch of malarkey. Right, <laughs> right. Not going not gonna to win you any, you're not going to win. That 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 well today's young millennial pet owner they're entirely skeptical they want to see some other data and I will tell you as Becky said it can often be just as simple as pulling up a website getting on the phone just taking that next step.
1: I mean, well, and and that's exactly right. And it not only validates it, but the other thing for, for me, okay, is number one, I'm not a veterinarian. It is not my job to say we are or are not concerned here. It is my job to data collect. And to communicate that information and then to follow up the way the veterinarian decides. So for me, it never is about deciding if there's an issue or not. It's getting the information like you said. What are they concerned about? What do we know on the outside market? But I don't I don't want my client to come back and say I was right and you were wrong, you know, because it's going to be at the expense of their pet. So I think we do have to take it seriously every time we do have to. Yes. But another thing, you know, that we can try to do is to stay in front of it and to try to right. be the source because hopefully what they're they're doing is they're seeing this information on, you know, poor I shouldn't say poor Facebook because like really they've earned the spot, right? But we always <laughs> right. blame Facebook and Instagram. But you see this thing on, on on Facebook, they're probably hopefully going to immediately go to your clinic Facebook page and see if this is there anything on your social media about this, providing them more information. And so if we can stay in front of these things, it's best. And one great way to do that technology works to our advantage are things like Google alerts. You can have, you know, certain keywords designated. And so when breaking news and articles happen that fall in, in those keywords, you can you can be the first to find out. And, and utilizing these tools can be really essential.
0: And I will say right here, this is where you have to be super careful because I agree with everything Becky just said. But if you do go that next step and alert your clients on the website, you better have a solution. You better have something that actually is meaningful and contributes to the conversation. Because I think sometimes just alerting the public, I mean, it's important. Don't get me wrong. But really what they're looking to us for, the reason they're going to your website, I think, Becky, in this situation is to say, is this legitimate? And if so, what do I need to know about it, right? So I think you have to be careful because I've seen a lot of people, especially with some of these dietary issues and the pig ears and all this, I've I've seen a lot of vet hospitals just sort of repeating and copy and pasting. And that's valuable to us colleagues. That's kind of how I use a lot of my social media platforms to, to educate you guys, my colleagues. But if you're actually focused on the client, you need to now say, Hey, okay, here's the pig ear situation. Here's the diet situation. Here's the, the heartworm flea situation. And this is what we, we've evaluated the evidence, the science we've talked to the manufacturer, we've done whatever. And this is our conclusion at this point. And, and Becky, I don't have a problem with saying we don't know yet, right? Like we're still working through this. That's also a legitimate answer, I believe. And, and I think that's where we've sort of gone wrong with this latest uh, you know, diet and DCM issue is we've kind of, you know, said, oh, it's black and white. These are the diets that are causing this problem. And we really don't have enough scientific evidence to say that. And that's why there's a lot of confusion out there. I don't want to get into that one today. We may have a special guest to to go into more detail on that in the upcoming episodes. But the reality is, you know, I think we want to make sure that we educate and alert when appropriate, but also make sure that we are trying to give a solution. But getting back to that, that thank you, why and the what, you now really have to, to the polite part comes in because we've got this lady in, in our exam room, our man, and they're saying, I'm worried you you guys are prescribing this stuff and it's poison. You've got to now use your professional sort of authority and nudge them back to center, right? Because, yeah. you know, we a lot of times these are outlandish claims, as I said in the opening. And so, uh, you know, without, evidence, right? So this is just some lady on Facebook saying this did that. Uh, I'm going to have to try to nudge them back. And this is where that professional authority, you know, I mean, I still lean heavily on my DVM, right? That gives me a little leg up on some of these situations, but I really want to make sure that I'm nudging them. Now, these are all things where people are concerned, but there's a lot of other questions that pop up on social media that it's not life and death or seizures or things like that. There's a lot of times when people are going, hey, if I give this supplement... Is it okay? Hey, is this a better food than this food, right? So it's not a a life or death situation. It's just actually, you know, a a preference, you know, an opinion. And so that's where we really have to sit back as professionals, in my opinion, and ask ourselves one simple question. Is this causing harm? Like if I, if someone comes in and they say, you know, I've, read about this new supplement and I heard that it helps my dog's vision, you know, become like a Superman, right? I can see yeah. around the world uh, and, and I'm going to sit there and look at it. And if there's nothing harmful, I'm going to have to now ask myself a very important question. How far do I want to go with this, right? How far do I push? Because there's a whole lot of these little things that I just sort of shrug it off and go, you know, there's really no scientific evidence that that would benefit your dog, you know. However, if you are, you know, if you feel that this is really important for your dog, again, getting back to that why and the what, uh, then I'm going to, I'm just going to be agnostic as much as possible. Now, some of you listening today are going to jump all over that, but I'm saying, Is it worth losing a client over? That's really what you have to ask yourself with some of these more subtle sort of disagreements or or panics or whatever. You know, again, not the life and death stuff. This is somebody who's coming in and saying, you know, what do you think about this supplement? I'm always going to ask myself, is it causing harm without evidence that this is something? somehow dangerous to my to my patient, then I'm going to have to sit back and say, okay, Ernie, how far do you want to push this, right? I mean, do you want to tell this lady that she's completely off her rocker, that this is a complete waste of her money, and in your professional opinion, this is stupid? I mean, you know, right? I mean, or do you want to sort of try to politely nudge them back to center and do your best, you know, while still dismissing this this whatever internet sensation, you know, super cure or whatever, uh, without actually offending them. And I'll tell you, this is a really, this we're seeing more and more of that, those kind of issues uh, again, as opposed to the life and death things. What do you think about that, Becky?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Is, is we have to decide pick our battles, right? Is Mm -hmm. it, is it important to tackle this? Um, is it important for them to, is is there any harm being done? Maybe they are wasting their money, um, but it, it wanted to speak to your point of kind of deciding of where you stand, whatever it is, because the clinic message is the most important part because, you know, I, I hate to say, it, but I think clients can be a lot like, you know, teenagers, adolescents. <laughs> and like, if mom says no, let's go ask dad. Right. And and so they'll Good ask point. the technician their opinion. And the, the technician might have one answer as to like, um, you know, I don't know a lot about that supplement or I've had great experience with that supplement. Or uh, I, I honestly, I think you're wasting your money. And uh, most of that is getting peed out. Right? right. And then the veterinarian comes in and has a completely different message or the receptionist has a completely different message. Oh, I don't everyone who buys it says they're throwing their money away. Well, Right. Then we look really bad. So we've got to decide, you know, we can't look bad within our clinic because our message is inconsistent. So wherever we stand, we have to make sure we stand there as a clinic and that we know the talking points to these conversations. And, you know, maybe it's it's even just saying, this is your lane. And and in this position, these are the things you can talk about and the rest, they have to be referred to the next level above you. So maybe, um, you know, in our customer service reps, we say, well, you know, what I mostly know is what our sales reps tell us. But if you have questions about the product for your pet, let me have you talk to the technician. And if they go outside of the technician's realm, we're going to have that talk to the doctor. So I, I think this is more important really than Where we stand, because like you said, they're going to have really strong, for the most part, a lot of times have really strong opinions. If they've already invested in that product, they're already invested, right? right? That sounds redundant, but it's true. So they're going to kind of want your approval Your or blessing. else they probably right. wouldn't already have it. Right? right. And if they don't have it and they're just thinking about it, and it's something they heard about. Then, you know, we've got a little bit more um, maybe leeway with them because, again, people don't want to waste their money. They don't want to feel stupid and, and they do feel very vulnerable in front of us. And I think sometimes we forget that. Um, and so being consistent within the clinic will build confidence and trust from our clients um, because they say, well, I talked to three people and I got the same answer. So this is right. this is a clinic message.
0: Right. And getting back to that, I mean, with a lot of these issues, the facts may not matter. Yeah. I mean, I'll repeat that. The These are emotional decisions and feelings, right. as you said. The facts may not matter. I mean, you know, if the facts would move people, large groups of people on these topics, I mean, would we have smoking deaths like we've had historically? Yep, Would right. we have heart disease? Would we have substance abuse? I mean, we could go on and on with a list of things where the facts are clear. I don't think, I mean, I would argue they're indisputable that these things cause harm. And yet people persist, you know, and and there's a thing called optimism bias. And basically it's a bias that we all have built into us that says, not me, not this time. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's right. how we get through our days. That's otherwise I would not get on an airplane or get in my car because obviously there are risks with that. So they do cling to some of these outrageous beliefs. So again, I just, I always caution vets to say the facts may not always change someone's mind. But you still have to arm yourself with the facts.
1: So you know what? It, what do you do then when the facts say this is a problem, this is dangerous? Your client straight up tells you, "I use garlic for flea prevention. I, I believe heartworm prevention is poison." Right. What What do that, you do then?
0: That is when I say this is causing harm, and then I truly object to this. And that's when you you do have you do risk losing that relationship. And I've yeah. had that exact conversation, you know, Becky, over the years. We're in the southeast United States where heartworm disease and people have a lot of really Again, outrageous beliefs on what heartworm disease is all about, what causes it, what prevents it, you know, how to treat it, even. And so, you know, those are the, when when something is causing harm. That's when I say I really truly object to this. And then that's whenever you know it becomes you no, know, you you know you, this is putting your pet at risk. And you know, look, this is why people historically have said, you know, wow, you're really hard on uh, when you are talking about pet obesity. Well, it's coming from a a good place and a good intent. But the reality is, you know, I believe that these are things that are causing harm and disease. And so, you know, these are the things that for me personally, I'm willing to risk.
1: Yeah, And I think it speaks really strongly to the importance of getting your clients in every six months when you can and having really active, strong um, science, science based social media outlets and client contact, because can If we're going a year between seeing our patients at the very least, and, and these situations have happened, I saw this thing on the internet. I made a decision as a pet owner to, listen, as long as we have clients bringing poop in for heartworm checks, right, right, you know, right. we know that we're messing up somewhere. They're making decisions on their own, right? So it's really important to have that conversation and to have that contact and to find really good sources to put out there that don't fear monger and cause panic, but to, like you said, have a solution because a year's too long.
0: And, and so back to that example that we started with: a client's in the room, she's showing you the latest things. She's scared, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is legitimate, and and you you don't know the whole story yet, but you know this is a real thing. I would always say then, no matter how let's let's say in this example that you think that the client's source of information is suspect or illegitimate or just wrong, I'm gonna always 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 go back to that. It's not a debate. If you begin to try to debate tit for tat, nobody wins, right? Don't make it a debate. In fact, a lot of people come in there sort of primed to argue with us. Like Becky said, maybe they behave like teenagers sometimes, but they're primed. Like they are so amped up after looking all this on the internet and they've read like 15,000 comments that were like, yeah, yeah, those vets, those greedy vets. Yeah, the farm industry's old. So you need to make sure that you sit back and you remain calm, cool, and collected, and you are thankful and appreciative finding out the why and the what and do not debate.
1: Okay. So first of all, I love that I love that you say that I hate that you say that because I personally just love to debate you know my <laughs> husband's like, do you believe that or do you just want to get in a fight about it but um you know, what about when it's a colleague? What about when you know it's not you're not in leadership, right so this is just someone on your level and this is a colleague within your clinic or maybe it is like a technician veterinarian situation where your beliefs are just offset. how do you deal with that?
0: the same way I deal with clients and I will tell you the the most important motivator for, Changing behavior for shaping attitudes is to offer a better alternative. Like you have to have. That's why I went back originally and said, "What's your solution?" You know, like what's your better alternative? So now, if a colleague and I are saying, you know, okay, we we think I think that this causes that, and I say I don't think it does, then I've got to say here's a better reason why. You know, so again, this is a fact. But with clients, like getting back to that thing, the lady comes in, she's on the heartworm flea preventive. She says it causes death. You know, she's worried about it. Then here's when you get to the why, you know, okay, I'm worried that my dog is dying. The what? Has anything happened? No, nothing's happened yet. Right? So then you say, okay, you know, if you're concerned about this, there are alternative Molecules. There are alternative medications that we can try, and sometimes that's that polite nudge that I was referring to just a minute ago. Instead of yeah. engaging in a debate and saying, "No, by golly, this heart preventive. I've been using it for 22 years and never saw a problem with it." Maybe then you say hey, I, I appreciate it. You know, look, we want you to be comfortable when you are preventing these serious life-threatening diseases like heartworm disease. And if you're not comfortable with this product, listen, there are other compounds, chemicals, molecules, medications, drugs, whatever terminology you prefer yeah. to use, but that's that better alternative. I will tell you, you can win a lot of these. When these clients are, 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 are believing these things, they have been persuaded because they think that they've been given a better option. Like in this case, a lot of times, those cases really—if you read the comments—it boils down to this: vets are ripping us off. This stuff is harmful. Oh yeah, you know, you have, right. So, so really, what they what they would love to hear is, I don't need to give this at all.
1: Sure. Well, yeah. And you make a good point. And and, and the truth of the matter is, is that I think it's important to check your own why, right? Like if they have a problem with it, why do you care if they are or are not on it? So if you are not that invested, then absolutely great idea. Put them on something better.
0: Yes, exactly. That's why I say, I say, if it's not harmful, I have to ask myself, Ernie, how far am I willing to go with this? And that's because the why then becomes like, okay, is this ego driven? Which is never a good thing. I mean, we are servants of our clients. That's why it's called client service, patient service. Yeah. So, so yeah. we are. So, why am I doing this? If I'm trying to safeguard and steward the health of my patient, I would fight. Right. Yeah. But, but if this is like, you know, hey, I've been giving these, you know, this, this drops in their water because, you know, I think it, helps their coat, you know, I'm going to sit there and say, you know, there's no evidence for that. You know, I I really wish that we did have drops that we could put in the water to make a lustrous coat on your Irish setter. But the reality is, you know, there's no scientific evidence to support that whatsoever. In fact, you know, Ms. Smith, you may actually be wasting your money. And I hate for you to do that because I know how much you care about Buster. Uh, Again, leading with compassion always. But you get what I'm saying, Becky. That's not a situation where I'm going to go, that no, Mrs. Smith, this is that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's all about tonality. It's all about are, again, are you being polite? It's not a debate. I'm not here to debate you. I'm going to support you. But if I think you're trying to, if, if I don't think you're trying to, but I think you're you, if you are inadvertently causing harm, then I'm going to put my foot down.
1: Yep. And I think the other last thing I could say is one thing to remember is you might have to answer this question 4,000 times in a week because this hits social media and everyone's a panic. But remember, it is the only time your client has asked this question. they deserve patience and understanding even though it is becoming exhaustive for you. (laughs) So, you know, I I think sometimes we get tired of having conversations so we're quick to roll our eyes or tisk or huff or take a body posture that says this is irritating because it gets irritating after a while, but they don't know you've answered it 16 times. And then again, you break that trust. You make them feel stupid when they think coconut oil or CBD oil or food or whatever, you know, preventative or whatever we're talking about is doing X, Y, or Z. So So I guess really at the bottom line is really respecting and trust building through um, understanding is, is really no matter what the question is, which I I think is really important. Um, And I think it's really an interesting turn on this conversation because we think about data and science and facts so often, and we're so quick to push to them, but really um, this is a little bit more of a softer skill for us, isn't it?
0: It really is. I'm glad you said that Uh, getting back to this. If it's, you are going to be hit by this stuff. You already are being hit by this stuff over and over again. Uh, you can't get defensive. As soon as you get defensive, then the client says, aha, uh-huh, right. really? And that's the worst thing for our profession because then they do start to say, what's the ulterior motive here, right? right. Why are you so defensive about this heartworm prevention? Hmm, What are you right. hiding there, vet? <laughs> right, You know, sure. So, so that's what we really want to do it. And then I guess the final thing, uh, you know, I, I know I've given a bunch of little points and tips here. But we, we have to repeat these things over and over and over again. I That's mean, right. these myths are hard to bust. I mean, you know, I, even just thinking about grain free, for example, right? I mean, you know, people just expect that a vet says, well, you know, really, uh, there are a lot of nutritional benefits and advantages of grains in dog foods, for example. Okay. Uh, and the science is pretty clear on that. I and mean, we can argue all we want. We can, you know, that that's fine. That's a whole nother episode. But the reality is, you know, we may have to repeat that for years. I mean, it yeah. took several decades to, to make a dent in smoking in this country, despite overwhelming evidence, despite millions upon millions of, of Americans watching their loved ones, you know, die of lung and throat cancer. Despite yeah. all of that, the message didn't get through. It takes a lot of repetition sometime, you know, just to, you got to just keep it going, like you said,
1: Becky. Like I said, as long as you're still saying Spaded, Rockweiler, and Shih Tzu, we have work to do.
0: (laughs) Well, we could keep going on this for a long time. We would love to hear what your tactics and strategy is when it comes to all of these panic moves that your clients are making. How do you handle that viral video, that internet breaking news story that you just think isn't quite right, but yet it's causing a lot of fear and frustration amongst your clients? We really want to hear from you.
1: And honestly, you know, how are you developing your soft skills within your your clinic as well? I mean, we've talked about the attraction to the science side of things, but we've got to develop a good skill for having these conversations and staying in front of these conversations with our clients. What are you doing? We want to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder, on Instagram at Vet Viewfinder and on Twitter at VetViewFinder.
0: Yeah, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. We want to hear from you. But more importantly, we want to know what you want us to talk about and share. Uh, and we just really enjoy this every week. So thanks again for tuning in. It's a tough topic, but that's what we're here for. Until next time. Bye. Bye. That was so good. There were so many little things and a real. that's a real life I pulled it off. <laughs> <laughs>